Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The was simple but massive. Its heavy columns, built upon the traditional lines, supported the weight of the eye. He watched its slow waxing and waning, and waited. Within him, Ryanson's mind stirred, and Kor spoke. "'Remain motionless. Do not go forward.' He felt a child as a wave of sensitivity spread through all his skin, and his organs sped for a moment. Then it was true. In the temple of Kor, the god-leader really did speak." I await further words. The eye held his gaze almost hypnotically in the dimness. The voice sounded in the huge arched room. The science's quests of your race lead you to extinction. The knowledge words offered to me by your priests make it clear that within a hundred years your race will leave its planet. You must not go forward, for that way lies the extermination of all your race." His mind swam. This was not what he had expected. The god-leader Kor had always aided his people in their sciences. In the knowledge-word offerings they reported to the eye the results of their studies, and often, if asked properly, the god-leader would clarify uncertainties which they faced. But now he ordered an ending to research quests. This was unthinkable. Knowledge was godhood. Godhood was knowledge. Of the essence, the essence was knowing, understanding. To him, to his people, it was a unity. And now that unity repudiated itself. Faintly in the darkness, somewhere, he again heard screaming. Are we to abandon all progress? Are the stars so dangerous? The concept, wish of progress, must die within your people. There must be no purpose in any field of knowledge. You must remain motionless, consolidate what you have, and live in peace. The eye in the dimness seemed larger and brighter the longer he looked at it. All else in the echoing room was darkness. The stars are not dangerous, but there is a race which rises with you, and it rises more rapidly. Should you expand into the stars, you will only meet that race sooner, and they will be stronger." They are more warlike than your people. Already you are capable of peace, and that must be your aim. Remain on your world. Consolidate. Cultivate the fruits of your civilization as it is, but do not go forward. In that way you will have five thousand years before that race finds you, and if you are no threat to them, they will not destroy you. 
He felt a rising anger in him as the god-leader's words came to him in the dark room, and a fear that lay deeper. He was a warrior and a quester. How could he give up all such pursuits, and how could he be expected to force all his people to do the same? There would be no hope, wish of advance, no curiosity, no purpose. "'Is this other race so much more advanced than we are?' he asked. He heard a low humming from the altar, and the eye grew brighter again. "'They are not so much ahead of you now, but they are more warlike, and will therefore develop more quickly. In both your races war is a quest, which you use as a release for what is in you. Your sciences, questings, and your wars are the same thing. You must suppress both. They are discontentment, and you will find that only in peace, if at all." He dipped his head to one side. A gesture of acquiescence or agreement. He couldn't argue with the god-leader corps, and he had been wrong even to think of it. How am I to suppress the race? Is it possible to convince each of them of the necessity for abandoning, forgetting, all questing? The eye hummed and it grew brighter against the darkness of the carved wall behind it, but it was some time before Kor spoke again. It would be impossible to convince every one. The reasons must be kept from them, and kept from the shared memories. You must not communicate my knowledge words in any way. Consolidate your power, force peace upon them, and lead them into acceptance. The knowledge questing can be made to die within them. Remember that there will be no purpose. In that they must find contentment. The king-priest-leader of all Herlage waited a moment, and was ready to rise and leave, when the eye spoke again. You must abolish the priesthood. The knowledge which I have given you must die when you die. He waited for a long time in the dim, suddenly cold hall for the god-leader to speak again. Then slowly rose and walked to the door, the image of the eye of Kor still bright in his vision. He stopped outside the doorway, hearing the soft wind of the city flowing slowly past the stone archway above him. One of his guards reached out and touched his mind tentatively, but he blocked his thoughts and strode heavily down the steps past them. The sound of the wind above him rose to a screaming, and suddenly it was as though he were tumbling down the entire length of the stairway, fragments of sky and stone and faces flashing past in a kaleidoscope, and the screaming all around him. He almost reached for his bludgeon, but then he realized that he was not Tebran Marl, he was Lee Ryanson, and the screaming was horn, and he was being driven out of those thoughts, tumbling through a thousand memories so fast he could not grasp any one of them. He withdrew from Horng's mind as though from a nightmare. He became aware of his own body, lying in the dust of Herlage, and he opened his eyes and motioned weakly to Mara to break the connection. When she had done so, he slowly sat up and shook his head, waiting for it to clear. For a while he had been an ancient king of Herlage, and it took some time to return to the present, to his own consciousness. He was dimly aware of Mara kneeling beside him, but he couldn't make out her words at first. "'Are you all right? Are you sure? Look up at me, Lee, please!' He found himself nodding to reassure her, 
and then he saw the expression on her face and felt the last wisps of alien fog clearing from his mind. There were tears in her eyes, and he touched the side of her face with his hand and said, "'I'm all right, but why don't you kiss me or something?' She did, but before Ryanson could really immerse himself in it, she broke away and said, "'You must have had a bad time with him. It was as though you were dead.' He grinned, a trifle sheepishly, and said, "'Well, it was engrossing. You'd best unhook the beast. He had a bad time of it, too.' Mara rose and removed the wires from Horn gingerly. Ryanson remained sitting. Some of the meaning of what he had just experienced was coming to him now. It certainly explained why the Herlogy had suddenly passed from their war era into lasting peace, and why the memories had been blocked. But could he credit those memories of a voice of an alien god? And sitting in the dust, at the edge of the vast Herlage plain, the full realization came to him, as it could not when he had been Tebron. Not only the temple, but the altar of Kor itself, had been unmistakably the workmanship of the outsiders. End of chapter 5